Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are continuing our divisional series preview. Today we are talking NFC South, and I'm going to do it with my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better. Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Everyone loves the NFC South chat. What a great show we're going to have today. So a couple couple housekeeping things, and then I will tell you a funny story. Um, number one, uh, big, big news. Everyone knows who listens to this show and then new listeners to the show will understand that the backbone for this show is during the season on Tuesdays and Thursdays. In addition to our foxhole bet, our big balls bet of the week, our executive decision, our Simon says, the whole concentration and focus of the show is Simon and I debating the five best bets we like the most and coming to a consensus from his point of view and my point of view on which five bets we're going to put into the season-long contest that we always enter um, that is nationwide in which we can win a shit ton of money if we do well. We Every year, we have done incredibly well. But every year, everyone else is doing incredibly well, too. That's how competitive these contests are. So we have finished in the money, but the last two years, we finished with incredible records, just finished out of the money. We have always wanted to host a contest ourselves and let our listeners play along with us, have a chance at win massive, massive prizing, and compete with me and Simon, right? So you can see how you're doing against us in the process of this whole thing. So uh, fortunately, uh, we will be having a contest this year. We will be hosting it uh, ourselves. There will be big money prizes. We will be can doing. We will be doing it in conjunction with our friends at Bet Three Six Five, who are sponsors of the show. We're super pumped. More details on that to come uh, before we get to the beginning of the season. But we are thrilled that we get to host our own big money contest. Uh, five games every week, season long. Plus, there will be weekly contests that you can enter uh, and win prizes for if you end up falling off the season long contest early on. Simon, look at what we're doing for our fans. Look at us. Big time. We get bigger every year. More, you know more so than others. You know what, though? We're not so big that we can organize ourselves to pull off the week one live show that we had <laughs> planned on doing for Sunday. Sunday night of week one. We had talked about it on the podcast. People have been hitting us up about it. We're rescheduling it, scheduling conflicts. It just got really complicated for a variety of mundane reasons, nothing exciting and dramatic, just scheduling issues. So um, we will be rescheduling that for some time, probably later September, October, uh, November is the range. As you know, as I've said, we are very, very proudly 
presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, I said we're doing the NFC South. You said everyone's favorite conference. I can tell you right now, you know, I've been taking notes on on the podcast and doing all the research. Most of my notes, when I've got this, like a couple pages long, it's hieroglyphics. Like you can barely read the notes. NFC South, I'm barely filling a page. There is so little to say about this division. I've said this about the AFC South. It rings even more true for the NFC South. Most nondescript, most nondescript, least nationally recognized, least nationally relevant teams in the NFL. It is regional to its core. Anybody outside of Carolina, think about the Carolina Panthers. Anyone outside of Atlanta, except for our very good friend, Connor Powers from our social team, think about the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Does anybody care about the Bucs if Tom Brady isn't playing for the Bucs? The Saints, you could argue, are interesting to people, but I think they were only interesting when they had Sean Payton, who's one of the coolest guys in the NFL, and Drew Brees, who was so consistently great. The only reason to pay attention to these teams and to listen to this podcast is because there are betting opportunities. Fair to say, Simon? Yeah, I love the South divisions. I love the AFC South. I love the NFC South. There's just the general public has Chad's mindset. They just this is uh they hate their color schemes and they just think these teams are boring. I, I love these teams. There's just always value on them during the season. It's true. It's totally true. Nobody could pick out a nobody in Europe can pick out a Carolina Panthers logo, but they can pick out a Green Bay Packers logo. They can pick out a Chicago Bears logo. I would argue people in Tennessee can't pick out a Panthers logo. Um or whatever. <laughs> We're going to bet on them because they're in the NFL. They got Bryce Young, who was the first overall pick. I don't agree with it. I would have taken CJ Stroud. You might have taken CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, but whatever. Here we are. Um, let me run down the rundown here. New Orleans <laughs> Saints plus 120. Why are you laughing? You're just funny, man. You know, the other day you just called you you called me a douche. And you said you well, said it I takes said you're a little a little bit of a douche. A little bit of a douche. And I think a buddy texted me, he goes, dude, takes a douche to know a douche. Which I Facts. think is what you Facts. <laughs> Could that be why you and I get along so well? <laughs> We're definitely we have we definitely have a know it all douche in us, Chad. That there's no doubt about that. I think you're probably a more empathetic, sensitive, selfless person than I am. <laughs> Is that really that hard though? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chad, you, sometimes you line me up, but I can't help myself. It's just too know, easy. Good, by the way, good for you for taking the opportunity. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was thinking like only people who really know me know that. When I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college um, and I first started dating my wife, and she would visit me. She was going to Michigan. I was going to Indiana our senior year. And she would meet my friends. And they would, one of my friends said to her, these are guys I have lived with for four years at this point. They're like, you know, everyone thinks Chad, like 
he's happy and he's enthusiastic and he's smiling. You know, he's the most underrated dick on campus. <laughs> and I feel like you're calling me out for that. Yeah, in some ways. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the NFC South. New Orleans Saints plus 120, Atlanta Falcons plus 220, Carolina plus 400, Tampa Bay plus 700. Um, let's start from the bottom up. Okay. So Tampa Bay plus 700, six and a half is the win total. That plus 110 for the over, minus 140 for the under. A dreadful, dreadful team. They're, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Their defensive line used to be the strength of their team, ranked in the bottom 10 by pro football focus. Um, I don't know, man. They got, they got the 10th hardest schedule in the NFL. No wonder the under is plus is minus 140. <laughs> yeah, it's just a real shame they don't have a quarterback. If only Tom Brady was still on their team, they'd probably have another shot at winning this division again. But he, he ain't there. It, what is it? Trask and Baker fighting for the number one quarterback Trask position right now. So, yeah, just, again, you, you won a Super Bowl three years ago. You sold your soul. I don't think any Tampa Bay fan is going to complain. It, it's... It is what it is. You guys are incredibly talented at the wide receiver position and at the linebacker position, and that's it. That's that's basically what you guys have. You have really high-level talent those those, those spots, and the rest of the team is just gutted. So the offensive line might be a little better, obviously, than it was last year with all the injuries it had last year, but you lost Tom Brady. It's just everyone's going to bet the under. I mean, I know a couple pros that they're very contrarian. They're like, you have to take the over on this. It's just, I asked them to give me five good reasons to take this over. And I think that each of them got the two and that was about it. And they were like, yep, I, I guess this is kind of forcing it here. So if they were a smart team, they would start Trask, see what they have in the kid. Let them be terrible. You can get, you know, a top four, top five pick get your quarterback of the future and restart over. Um, but to me, this is the team that, you know, six and a half. That's my only fear is at six and a half. That just feels so high. I just don't understand why this wasn't five and a half, five, because that's what I have it modeled out at. So that's my only fear. When the books have numbers like this, that I just seem really off. They have their reasons. They know what they're doing. And everyone in the world's betting this under, and they really haven't moved this number too much. So, it's my only real pause, but I got no issue taking this under. I got it off by a game and a half. So, um, yeah, under six and a half, n no, no doubt, easy bet. And I bet the over just in case Baker is a star. I bet his over interceptions, which I believe was at like 12 or 13. Um, but I bet really small bet just because he might not even be the starter and he might be benched midway through the season, even if he is a starter. So. Um, there's just no real fun value bets to make with this this Tampa team. They're just going to be bad. That's that's simply simply put. Well, I kind of feel like I feel like there's a. That's why the wise guys who are betting this are betting the under. It's because it's so contrarian, and this team looks so bad. And everybody believes it, and that's the consensus opinion. So they're 
almost obligated by professional, professional obligation to take the under. But sometimes the under is the under, right? Like we've done that with the Texans and seen how bad a team is. I think one of the reasons why there might be a, um, uh, I'm sorry, and they're taking the over because everyone else is taking the under. Uh, but um, sometimes it's just a really bad team. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a really bad team. And I think if Baker does start, if he starts five games, I think you might win your interception bet. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm just trying not to overthink it where that's, that's the hardest part here in August. It's like, is this too easy? Is this, is this a gift by the sports books? And every now and then they do give us a gift. So this, this to me is a nice little gift by the sports books. Like them getting to six wins. That would be a good year for them. Like six and 11. I would say it's pretty good for them. Um, the only reason they could get to that number is because they are in this division uh, that is so weak. But they're, they're one of the reasons this division is weak. They're just they're just terrible. It's probably a mistake for them to get to six wins because uh, that might take them out of the running to have a higher draft pick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like this is a team that this is a team that just kind of needs to reload. And so you know, if you can get one of the top two quarterbacks in the NFL in the NFL draft, get Caleb Williams, you get Drake May. That might be your best that might be your best play. Let's go to the Carolina Panthers plus four hundred to win the division. The win total is seven and a half minus one twenty five at bet three six five plus one hundred to the under at the seven and a half. Um there's only two quarterbacks that are in Sean Kerner's QB tiers for fantasy that are in tier seven from this division. David Carr and Bryce Young. Um, Derek Carr, you always call him David. It's so true. Do you know why? <laughs> Do you want to know why? Because you got some type of story. Because, I, oh, there you go. <laughs> Not, you, sound like, uh, you sound like my 20-year-old. Who and I'll say, you want to know why? I'll go, oh, God. Tell me why. Um, I, was, I was just assuming you're going to be like, and I, I visited him in Houston. I was staying at his house for a week while I was writing a piece on him for ESPN. Dude, that's exactly David what Carr. I was going to say. That's what Is I was it say. really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. You spent way too much time together, Chad. Um, so Derek Carr and Bryce Young. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a buyer. I'm not a buyer on Bryce Young. I'm not a buyer on the Panthers team. We have been big Panthers betters in the past and yeah. love them. Their their defensive line, according sure. to uh, according to PFF, is you say sick. PFF says good, not great. They got Brian Burns. We he's, know they got he's an absolute stud. If you don't know who he is, total stud, right? Uh, contract year, he will get Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa like money when yeah. his deal is up. Nick Bosa right now is sitting out trying to get a better deal from the Niners. He wants that, you know, TJ Watt, that Joey Bosa standard deal. Brian Burns is in camp. He is playing. He's going to go through the year. He will get that deal if he is anything close to what he's been in the past couple of years. Derek Brown, defensive tackle. Um, one of the highest graded defensive tackles according to PFF. But that might be the best unit of their whole team. Yeah. Got rid yeah, of DJ Moore. If, if, you know. 
it's going to shock people because I literally all I did was just shit on Bryce Young for six months, um, and it cost me a lot of money. No fault of his own. Um, but I I love this team, Chad. I know that people are out Come on. on. I know, I know. If I'm if I'm going to go a long shot in this division, it's not Atlanta for me. It's this team, and I think it's because Bryce Young to me is the most ready quarterback. Like, do I think his career longevity wise is going to be great? No, I think he is. Tuner size, he won't be able to take hits. But for year one, I love the upside of him. He's just – I don't know if I've ever had a QB smarter coming out of college. Like this kid is – football-wise, he's a genius. Like he is so good at reading defenses. He's so good at making mistakes and not making the same mistake again. Like he's just – that's why they took him number one. Like the kid is ready-made. And, you know, they're going to talk about his ceiling and everything like that. To me, like this is his ceiling. Like the next year or two, I just don't know how he's going to keep getting better. Um, it's it's all there. So, you know, I'm with you, Chad. They they got they got holes, but I do think their defense is incredibly strong. Like this is a really good defensive unit. Um, Frank Reich historically has always started slow. Like if you go back and look at his years with the Colts, um. I mean, I have to ask Evan Abrams, but I feel like he never won week one or two, right? It wasn't that always a weird thing with this with them coaching them. Like they just always started slow. So yeah, maybe I'd be better off waiting in season, getting better odds on them divisionally and their win total over. But you know, I've already bet it, so I, I got them eight and a half wins for the year. So obviously, I'm taking the over seven and a half divisionally. Bet three six five has them at plus four hundred. That's fair. That that's a good number. Like they are, you know the third best team in this division. Atlanta, Atlanta should be ahead of them. Atlanta has all the, the the names on offense. Everyone knows all the names Atlanta has all across their offense. But uh, Bryce Young, to me, he is a winner, and he's crazy smart. And I could see him just dragging this corpse of a team to eight wins. So, um, you know, they're going to need a lot of luck to win this division. But I think they have the opportunity there. Like, again, it's I'm not, not knocking – them for drafting them Carolina like to me their future would have been better taking the other guys but we're here now like they took Bryce Young he's leading their offense I'm telling you Chad this kid is fucking smart man and like he is really really good football wise like just always improving always learning from mistakes and just recorrecting those mistakes so um I can't believe I'm doing it but yeah if I'm going with a long shot in this division this is the bet I would take I would take Carolina not the Atlanta Falcons wow all right when we did the AFC North podcast, we had not talked before the show. And after all my research, it hit me the night before the show that I was going to love the Cleveland Browns. And I knew you were going to love the Cleveland Browns too. And we said it together on the show and it was like a nice little surprise. <laughs> this is stunning to me because when I was doing my research, I did not come to the conclusion of the Carolina Panthers because I did not think the rest of their roster was good enough that Bryce Young could make that much of a difference. So what you're saying to me is astonishing. Totally astonishing. I'm saying that, yeah, it sucks that Phelan's one of his big, his big receivers. Like, it's not ideal. But, you know, I think Miles Sanders will do good on that team. It's just There's just a lot of stuff there that I like. And the biggest key to that is Bryce Young. I just think he's a ready-made product. Like, if there's a guy that is ready to be dropped right into the NFL. 
it's him. And the only knock is, I don't know how he's going to hold up. Like, I don't know if he can take the hits, any of that stuff. You know, that, that to me is those, those are words down the road. That's, that's up. That's the next couple of years for his first year in the league. I like him in this spot. I just, I just like this spot he's in where he is. Again, he, I don't know how savvy he is going to be, but just from what I've read and what I've seen, he feels like he has the mentality of a fifth year starter in this league. He just seems like very, very, very smart. And I, I'm going to bank on that where I have a million more questions about the starter for Atlanta and, and all what they're doing at the quarterback position where Carolina, I know exactly what I'm getting from this kid. I know exactly what is going to be this upcoming season. And, you know, I, I talked about in the draft process. I had a second round grade in the kid, but now that we're here and he's playing, he is the most ready-made quarterback to come out of this draft class. Uh you you make two interesting points, and we're going to get to the Falcons. Um, you make two interesting points about the roster. And you could sort of see what the Panthers were thinking a little bit with what they've done since they drafted Bryce Young. They got Bryce Young. They believe what you believe, right? They believe the guy is NFL ready, day one starter, coach like Frank Reich, who can help develop him put him in situations to win, take advantage of the talents. And instead of relying on having him growing with other young offensive skill position players, you get an Adam Thielen who might be on the other side, but is still a really disciplined route runner, can find ways to get open, can be a quarterback's best friend in short yardage situations. You get a guy like Miles Sanders, who I think I read the plan is to get him the ball 15 times a game on the ground and, you know, three to five times a game through the air, largely in short passes. So you surround him, Bryce Young being him, with guys who have been there who know how to be professional football players. So maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like so down on the idea that I was blinded and I needed your professionalism to <laughs> shine a light on the opportunity. Yeah, and I just think everyone, their favorite team in this division – especially the fake pros, like the guys who act like they're professional betters are is Atlanta. Like that, that just to me, seems like the easy bet for a lot of people. It's like, well, look at their schedule. They're playing a lot of rookies and all this other stuff where it's like, I don't know. You should probably dig a little deeper into who their quarterback is and how he's going to produce this upcoming season. And when it boils down, boils down to it, Chad, Carolina, their defense is underrated at this point. Like you are, you just talked about a little bit where, you know, the strongest part of their unit is that deep D line. You know, their secondary and their linebacker position is pretty good. So across the board, I just think last year, Carolina felt like a little bit of a lost cause because I just didn't believe in the quarterback position. Where this year, I do believe in Bryce Young. Super Bowl odds, hell no. You can, you'll no. never catch me betting on a, a rookie, especially 66 to 1. Like, what the fuck? Like, they have this, they're, they're close to the same odds that we got the Bears at. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Ter- terrible, terrible odds for the Super Bowl futures, but division odds, I think that's a good number, plus 400. Uh, by the way, I, I um, mentioned that Bryce Young is in Sean Kroner's uh, QB Tier 7 for fantasy. Uh, Baker Mayfield's in Tier 10. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about the Falcons. We're going to talk about the Saints. Jesus, he has a first, Tier 10? Tier 10. Uh, first, <laughs> we're going to talk about... Game time, we've been talking about game time for so long on this show because I personally love game time. No joke, the other night, talking to my wife, 
about game time. Swear to God, I did it. They're the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. I love game time. As I've said, I use it all the time. And if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm actually opening the game time app right now from my house here in Connecticut. Look at you. The number of games I can get to in New York is insanity for so, so little. I'm talking Mets. I'm talking Yankees. Uh, it's fantastic. Get in prices, very low, less than 20 bucks. It's fantastic. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app, enter code favorites for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Simon, we've said it before. We have been an Atlanta Falcons podcast. We've done it when it's been ugly. We've done it when it's been uncomfortable. We love Arthur Smith. We love his scheme. Run heavy. It plays to the strength of their offensive line, which is a top 10 offensive line. They drafted Bijan Dijon. They got weapons. I think that's why people are falling in love. They got weapons and they've seen what Arthur Smith has done with the likes of Cordero Patterson. Uh, they've seen what he's done with people who he was just bringing in off the street. He keeps games close and people love him. He's a better's good friend. Yeah, I think it's all if you believe in Desmond Ritter or do you not? And I do not believe in the kid. So QB dear, tier 10, according to Sean Kerner, <laughs> by the way. And that's right. Um, again, this could easily change if they do trade for Tannehill or if they make a move for a quarterback, easily could change because they do. Drake London is an incredible talent. I, I still don't really know about Pitts yet, but in his, in fairness to him, he's never had a quarterback. Like he had a broken Matt Ryan and then a Mariota. It's just, he really doesn't have much throwing to him, which again, that's why I, I shit on this organization. They took a tight end at the number four pick instead of taking Justin Fields. It'll never make sense on and anyone's big board it would never make sense the value and we talk all the time like the best tight ends in the league you know the mark andrews the travis kelsey's the kittles they're all third fourth fifth round picks like that's where you find your dime in the rough at tight end position your quarterback position you find in the first round they went the other way they're like you know well, we'll take a tight end the first and we'll take our starting quarterback in the third round so desmond Easily could be wrong on the kid. Like if he has the confidence, he can get the ball downfield. He will be a good starting quarterback. I have no idea if he can do that. Last year, all the film I saw, he was terrified to throw over ten yards. Like the kid would try to dink and dunk his way down the field. He's not that good. He's no. He's not Mahomes. He he can't do that. Like he can't read defenses. So you know, I would say I've talked to a couple guys, a couple pros over the last couple months. They're all trying to convince themselves to take this Falcons team. They're all trying to convince themselves to bet on them divisionally, take their over-win total, like to keep bringing up how many rookies they play on their schedule, how easy their schedule is. I just can't get behind Desmond Ritter. I just can't do it. So um, this is the team that I had taken them at 3-1, three, three to one, I believe. We, we talked about them early in the year. Yeah, um, It was just because I thought they would trade for a new quarterback. It seems like this is the guy. Like They're going to roll with him, so... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take their under, uh, I won't touch them divisionally. Um, to me, they're just, what are they down to? They're bound to plus 220 divisional plus odds on bet, on bet 365. Like to me, 
they should be closer to Carolina. Like they should be plus three fifty, plus three hundred. So clearly, the big money has come in and moved this number. Um, somebody's believing in Atlanta, but it ain't me. So I, I might be eating my foot at the end of the year, Chad. But as we sit here right now, I, I just can't be can't be putting money into this team positively. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, the way we talk about Arthur Smith being a better's good friend. I feel like bookmakers recognize there's a little bit of a bias for Arthur Smith and it's it's kind of a a Kyle Shanahan light reputation amongst amongst people who are big fans of the NFL are paying attention to schemes paying attention to rosters he's got thoughts on how to build an offense and he's able to adjust and I think that, of course, he wants a great quarterback, but I think he's a coach who also thinks, I can probably figure out how to win some games with that one. And <clears throat> I, think he's getting, I think he's getting a lot of credit for that. And we've seen it in the couple of years that he's been a head coach and it's paid off for people. So I think that's why, that's why we're seeing people not really caring about Desmond Ritter because he feels like, I've got tools everywhere. I'll be fine. And it's totally fair. I mean, he literally, he was coach, or maybe he wasn't coach, or almost positive he was. He was on Tennessee when they got that one seed with Tannehill. Like, he really yeah, did. Yeah, max- I mean, that's, what I, that's what got him to the reputational. Yeah, I didn't know if it was the year before that, but like, that's what I mean. It's, he's really good. And again, Cordell Patterson, the guy who was left for dead, he could play turn around his career there in Atlanta, turn him into a running back. And yeah, it's just. It's not so much about him. It's just it's all about the kid, Desmond. Like I just I just don't have a real read on him. And everything I've seen from training camp is again, what you expect for a first year starter, he'll have a great practice one day and the next day he'll go one for five with two interceptions. It's just up and down every other practice. So um yeah, I just can't get behind it. But I, I totally get where you're coming from, Chad. Like he is, you know, one of the best offensive minds in all of football. So um, can't 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 say you that's not true. I mean, that run blocking scheme he had last year was incredible. They they just were one of the yeah. best running teams in all football last year. So um, makes sense where you're coming from, but I, I, I'm going to stand my ground and say this kid is not a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. The Falcons have, according to Sean Kerner, the uh, fourth easiest schedule in the NFL between Arthur Smith, the schedule. The talent on the edges, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, Bijan, because people are saying, you know, in a very weak division, eight and a half isn't impossible. Sneaking out a a nine-win division winner isn't impossible. The last team we got to talk about, the New Orleans Saints, who, according to Kerner, have the fifth easiest schedule, a veteran in Derek Carr. Talk about a team that just... It lost all its personality. Do you know what I mean? Like even their D-line, which was the, the anchor of their defense, has become one of the worst units in the league. So they got Dennis Allen as a coach. They got Derek Carr, who's indiscernible from his brother, who's my age, as a quarterback. There's nothing to get excited about for a team that's plus 120 to win their division, nine and a half wins at plus, plus 110 at bet 365. Nothing. Oh the no. Saints. No, 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 no,
Oh my God. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at your face. Like when I'm saying this and I'm like, this fucker. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> it's rare to go chalk, but I'm going chalk in this division. I, I love the saints. I think they're above everyone else. And it's not even close. Like I, I do think they're yeah, the best you team. Love the saints. Hold on. Hold on. You love the saints to win the division. You love them at plus 120. Don't hate it. Like I honestly think they probably should be minus one one twenty, minus one thirty. Um, they're just, you know, I think you nailed it. What the public opinion is on Derek Carr, like they're just off for the guy. He had a horrible year last year with Josh McDaniels as head coach. I think it's going to be a lot better for him this upcoming season. I think that you know, who knows what Michael Thomas will be, but I think he'll be more comfortable in this offense. Um, you know, Chris Alave, the other wide receiver, is really talented. The kid out of Ohio State. It's what year two for him. Um, they have the talent there, but I do agree with what you're saying about their defense. I think they did lose some identity on that defense, where um, you know they were tough as hell last year. They kind of got away from that, and it came back around towards the end of the season. Right? They did improve. I don't have much faith in Dennis Allen. I- I'm in lockstep with Chad and Dennis Allen. I think he is historically he's a loser, but. I did think last year he made improvements as a coach. You know, the the Alvin Kamara missing the first three games of the year is not ideal. But we talk all the time, like the running back position shouldn't dictate how you're going to bet a team for the upcoming season. So it won't let it affect me. Um, I still think this is a gritty veteran team. It's all laid out for them. They, they should win this division. I sprinkled a little bet on them to be the number one seed in the NFC just because what Chad just talked about. They have an easy schedule. And if I do think Derek Carr can get back to not even the MVP level he had years ago when he was when they were, the Raiders were still playing in Oakland, if he can get, just get right below that, if he can get back to being what he should be, right, a Kirk Cousins type, a top 12, top 15 kind of quarterback, how do they not run away with this division? I mean, they are just far and above the most veteran team and best best team in this division. So a um, little spoiler for future episodes, I only have one other team I'm really high on that's the favorite to lead their division. And if you know Matt Mitchell, you'll know that's his favorite team in all football. So this is the only other time I'm going chalk is the Saints. I just, I like the number plus 120, plus 130. I like the over nine and a half. They're just, not that Derek Carr's got to be feeling the pressure, but this kind of feels like a make or break season for him, right? He's kind of left for dead here. If he does have a really bad year, I think they'd easily move on from him. But, you know, it's just, it's just all there from, there's no real excuses. Like, their offensive line is not that terrible. It's not as bad as it was in Oakland. I mean, uh, Las Vegas. And, you know, on the outside, if Michael Thomas can come back to form, that's an incredible number two to have. Like, because I do think Chris Olave is number one on this team. So it's all there, Chad. It's all there for them to be better this year. The, the big question is Derek Carr. So I'm a Derek Carr believer. I always have been. I just, I like the kid. I think last year, a lot was on him. He melted down as well. I'm going to put a lot of it on Josh McDaniel, too. I just didn't think he put him in the best position. And clearly, he didn't believe in him. I mean, they couldn't have moved on from him any quicker in this offseason. So, um, to me, I like him in a revenge bounce-back spot, veteran quarterback on a team that they're just in such a weak division. Like, if they were, any, any, if they were in the NFC East, you know, if they were in some of these other divisions, I would not be this high on this team. But they're in the NFC South, and this team is just – a wasteland right now of quarterbacks. And Derek Carr is by far the best quarterback in this division, has the most talent on his team. I, I got to take this number, Chad. I'm trying not, not trying not to be biased where I just love taking the big dogs. I do like Carolina, but in reality, 
my big my biggest bet right now is this team to win this division. Well, color me surprised, Simon. <laughs> color me surprised. It makes all the sense in the world. I think uh, th- it, this is always an interesting conversation for me to have because it reveals my biases to me and my blind spots when it comes to this stuff. We all have them, though. And, yeah, and I'm so biased on the NFC South and so biased against Dennis Allen and so biased against Derek Carr. <laughs> that totally fair, I, though. Like, that's totally fair. I, I'm not seeing the opportunity, right? What have we said in the past? We don't get to create the opportunity. We just get to bet the opportunity. And clearly, I was not seeing the opportunity, but now I do have to bet the opportunity. The best bets for us from this division, NFC South Carolina, over seven and a half at Bet365 right now. Uh, The uh, New Orleans Saints at plus 120 to win the division. And over nine and a half at plus 100. I mean, plus money on both. How are we not doing this? Now yeah. that I look at it, now that you pointed out, how are we not doing this? Of I mean, pretty boring, two, two overs, two unders, but that's just how I view the division. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offers available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. This has been the Favorites Podcast, presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.